used to take one, but now I take one. You don't give me money anymore. Do, do, do. I'm back. Metal literally just came alongside me and turned in. So he press tested me. I like him more than Hello everyone and welcome to Back of the Grid. My name is Chris Evans and I'm joined, as always, by Tom King. Hello. And by Stu Greenwood. Hello everyone. Uh, We are here to preview the Singapore Grand Prix, uh, but we're going to start with third cars. Um, Toto Wolf has been putting the idea forward again of teams having the option to run third cars um, primarily to allow more space for younger drivers um, that's obviously in his wheelhouse at the moment because he's got Ocon and Russell that he's trying to find <laughs> seats for and having a difficult time off um, he doesn't seem to have found a ton of support so far um, Christian Horner and Zach Brown both said that they were potentially open to it as an idea but logistically lots and lots of changes would need to be made to rules and regulations and just like physical things like space in the pit lane and stuff like that um whereas claire williams just flat out said she completely opposes it and would always oppose it no matter what um and i think the relative position and wealth of teams kind of continues down that cascade of whether they're for it or not because obviously running a third car would be a massive financial cost as now what do we think do we think this is a potentially a good idea or not we've sort of debated it before haven't we the the idea of having more cars on the grid but like you've hinted at there it's it's going to end up being your ferraris mercedes and maybe your renault like your factory teams more or less that are willing to run them because they'll get more constructors points or they'll at least be able to keep rivals out of the points by having three cars above them instead of just two and you'd end up with just in, well, not necessarily exactly like this, but you probably end up with like three constructors cars from three teams in the top nine. Yeah, and nobody else has scored points. Yeah, there's something not right about there only ever being like three or four teams scoring points in in a race, isn't there? Like, because yeah. the, the works teams. Yeah. Would be the, so you've got if you, if you had three works teams that are scoring points, so your top nine are probably going to be works teams and then you'll get one privateer team scoring points after that. So yeah. that's 10 teams scoring points, right? Yeah, the so, rest are fighting over 10th instead of 7th, basically. Yeah, yeah. so why, uh, if they were to do it, I think they'd have to do something where teams with free entries, only their, say, maybe their highest and their lowest car or maybe their top two cars get yeah. the points. Yeah, that's or, an idea I've seen knocked around. Um, or you'd have to maybe split it between constructors and privateers, essentially, and you know, two tier championship. Yeah, yeah. and if, when yeah. it comes to when it comes to constructors' points and payouts, you'd probably have to factor that in some way because you'd have to have like um, works teams and then privateer teams, and maybe it's, do it that way. That certainly wouldn't make the sport much easier to follow for the True. casual no. fan, would it? Plus, if even if you did have three cars and only two score points, like they would absolutely use that third car to just screw over their rivals. Yeah, like that, there's, there's yeah, 
you could talk about the of support as much as you want. <laughs> exactly, they already do with two cars, so with three cars, but one of them they know he's not going to score points. They would absolutely do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. So I mean, so IndyCar obviously already has a few teams that run um, three entries for the full season. Um, and when it comes to the Indy 500, like Andretti last Indy 500, I think we're running six different entries. Um, but then uh, IndyCar doesn't have a traditional constructor championship like Precisely. Formula One does. They have the engine manufacturer championship, which these days is just Honda and Chevrolet. Um, and they only do the top two placed cars, I believe, um, of each engine score points. Um, mm. So obviously, if you know, there's more Hondas on the grid than Chevrolets, they don't. They're not instantly going to win the championship kind of thing. Um, yeah. But then you can't just take the Constructors' Championship away from Formula 1 because that's like... That's why the teams are there. Exactly. That's where the prize money comes from. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's having more spaces for young drivers is exactly what F1 needs, but I just don't think this is the way to do it. I don't either. I would much, much prefer to see either A, our idea of there being a... An, uh, a, a in inverted commas Formula One team which is run by FOM or run by the FIA and that is the young drivers team and maybe it's like they buy last year's car from a team or something like yeah. that and run that yeah. or I would rather or maybe you know maybe I, I mean I'd much rather just see a new team on the grid a couple of new teams on the grid and well yeah i mean surely just making the sport more attractive to more teams would be a good way of solving this problem yeah i think the, the biggest problem they've got is there aren't enough teams in formula one compared to the drivers like remember the hmm. days like I, we posted a thing on facebook and it was about uh, very recently about the 60s cars and in those days in the 60s there were like 30 odd cars on the grid sometimes more mm. than that depending on the race yeah and imagine seeing like even see even seeing 10 more cars on the grid even seeing 30 cars into turn one would be an absolute spectacle if you want to improve the show get more cars on the grid yeah the and, i place. mean even i think into the early 90s you had like it was a 24 car grid but you'd have 30 odd entries and then there was like the pre-qualifying stage and only you know the top however many actually made it to the race and yeah even that was better than the situation we have now arguably i mean i mean john todd has said in the last few days that although they designed these 2021 rules to attract new manufacturers they basically now given up on any new manufacturers joining which they've, they've failed in that regard yeah it yeah. makes you question if we should even bother having those 2021 rules now but that's an entirely different topic yeah, um, yeah. I mean, part of part of the 2021 cut rules is to make a better looking car than what we've got currently. The cars looked great last season. This season, they look less good. And I think the 2021 regulations are more about sort of a better integration of the halo now. I than... see. I think I prefer them this year, to be honest. Do if you? for nothing else, for the shark fin going away again, I really hate the shark fins. I don't get what your problem is with the shark fin, mate. <laughs> I, mean, it, it, I think the shark fin makes the cars look really massive and bulky it makes them look like lmp1 cars like really huge bulky things it's very Whereas similar to that, that isn't it i can i can yeah. see that likeness that you mentioned i don't know but, if it's a bad thing but as soon as you lose that though you've basically got that rear body work just shrink wrapped around the internals it just makes them look a lot lighter and nimbler yeah i can I, yeah i can i can see that i can live with that i mean for me it's never the shark fin 
doesn't trouble me anything like as much as what the the visually is what the Halo does. But I, and I'm you know I, I'll caveat that by saying I am all for the Halo. I'm all for driver protection. I always say this like absolutely, but it's just not well enough integrate it's not a finished product it needs to be better integrated into the car and that's what 2021 yeah that's feel fair. like is about now but anyway back to the the, the actual topic <laughs> yeah. talking about. it's in it's it is an inherent problem that formula one has got which is they, they they're always saying they want to improve the show um and they're not necessarily taking the correct i feel like they're not taking the correct steps always to improve the show like just having more cars on the grid would be a good way it is super problematic though we have so many good young drivers at the moment and nowhere for them to go um and especially when you know like i I wouldn't say i'm a lance stroll apologist but i certainly don't think he deserves quite as much hate as he gets but even so, the fact we've got a situation where a guy has now bought a team and he's going to stick his son in one of those seats, like that's not how people should be getting Formula One seats. I think the idea of having free car teams is a bad one because we're already going in the wrong direction with big manufacturer teams sort of using smaller teams as their B team. That's the wrong way to go for Formula One. That is, you're one step away from having four car teams really there. Yeah. So, to me, it's it's just another step in the wrong direction, this this idea. I don't think it's right. Formula One should be two-car teams, and each team should be independent. For me. Yeah. <laughs> the only problem with that, <laughs> so- I think, is you'd risk losing at least two teams off the current grid because you'd potentially lose the two Ferrari-powered cars because of the way that they seem to be set up with Ferrari. You run that risk. That's true, yeah. But again, this this brings us back, though, to the way the prize money is distributed. If the prize money was distributed properly and if teams weren't given huge heaps of cash just to just for being there and having been there for a long time, then you wouldn't have this issue of teams going bankrupt. You wouldn't have the Force India issue mm. because they'd have, you know, they've been docked half their, well, they've been docked basically three, two thirds of a season of points. And what have the team done to deserve that? themselves the personnel who work at the team you know yeah totally and it's all because the prize money is all these problems come down you can they can all be traced back to the way the prize money is distributed i was gonna say every time we have a conversation like this we always end up talking about prize money again it's between that and the 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 control that the engine manufacturers have over who gets what engine at what price realistically isn't it because yeah you know that I can't remember the exact ins and outs of it off the top of my head while we're talking about it, but there's definite control that both Mercedes and Ferrari have over who has their engines and at what price and at what cost to a team that has like certain drivers being sat in them, certain sponsorship deals being done and things like that. Um, I think we'll probably see it less so with Renault because Renault are more more focused on themselves at the minute, but it's not like it hasn't been an occurrence with them in the past as well and the, i mean the fact that like if you do something with the rules that upsets an engine manufacturer and they say all right we're off then yeah that you've instantly got the problem if you lose two cars and you've got four cars without engines for the following year so yeah mm. they have a lot of sway unfortunately yeah um I, I can't think of really a solution for that other than 
the, what they tried to do in what 2009 was it when uh, Cosworth came in and they were selling cheap engine well relatively yeah. cheap yeah. engines to HRT Caterham and uh, Virgin at the time Vir- it would have been Virgin it? it would have been yeah, yeah, yeah. It, the problem is that engine wasn't up to the standards of the others was it and I think I mean you say that if it were if it were closer at least we've been saying that about the Honda engine for, t- for two years <laughs> true it came fourth in Bahrain. So yeah. you wouldn't, and the result, the reason it's had those bad, that engine had those bad results is because, let's be honest, they've been with a bad team. And those three teams that the that the Cosworth engine was with back in the day were all brand new teams. They were never, whatever engine, you could have put a Mercedes in the back of it or a, or a Ferrari in the back of any of them, and they would have still been yeah. at the back. That, uh, yeah, that. but it doesn't help the engine development. So y- your engine's never going to no. improve and, and get on par with anything else because and and the, the lack of aero investment that those lower teams have is never going to be compensated by a, de- a decent enough engine. E- even if the Cosworth was a good engine, and like you say, you put a Mercedes in the back of it, you're never going to be able to compensate for the lack of aero investment that those smaller teams have as well so you, you potentially need a package from both both sides really don't you if mm-hmm. there's a set engine that anyone in the series can use there maybe also needs to be a set aero that anyone in the series can use and then adapt and at least it gives newer teams a benchmark to start from rather than having to develop everything themselves from scratch I've just thought of a genius solution <laughs> here we go okay the the championship winning team should have to sell last year's car to the FIA to to FOM or the FIA, and they have a team that run either one or two of those cars with no development all season. It's just there for the winner of the F two championship. Do you know what I thought something similar earlier, but the problem is like if you did that now. Last year's Mercedes would probably be beating Williams, McLaren, yeah. at least I would say. Um, and if you if you were Claire Williams and you see someone ahead of you on the road who've just been given a winning car, mm. you're not going to be best pleased. We're not given it, are they? Because the FIA still have to buy it, so it's an FIA run team. Yeah, true. Well, I mean more in terms of the drivers. The drivers get given a winning car to then beat them with sort of thing. I think that's Mm. not too far away from something I was thinking but was too far-fetched, which is that if we had these third cars, is that they were exclusively available to people that met a certain criteria, i.e. you had to be a rookie within the sport or or at least under a certain age, something that basically would give... It wouldn't mean yeah. that you'd end up with a Vettel, a Hamilton, and a Ricardo in the same team. Do you know what I mean? It'd stop that. It's, but it's yeah. like it's it's like help to buy a Formula it One. Is, car. It, it basically is, isn't it? That, that's what it is. But in the same vein of the top two constructors both have to field a car the next season, and you get your FP F two champion in it, and then another rookie of of some description, then. It's a way to get the rookies through, and then if only rookies can drive those particular cars, it's up to them to perform in those cars and earn a seat for the following season. But then you get back in that scenario of guys are just in a car for a year and then gone. So it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Supposed to be for yeah. So 
Because the flip side of that people have suggested as well is having a season limit on a driver's career. So you don't get these drivers who just stick around for like 20 years just filling a seat. But I then, don't, No, that's a terrible idea. Well, like, I mean, Vettel and Hamilton have both been around for quite a long time now. Are you really going to in this... Like, we are in a great era now seeing two of the greats against each other yeah you're you really see... gonna say sorry time you've, you've had your time off yeah. your pop yeah off your pop no no that's ridiculous you'd, you'd never get you'd never ever get these you won't get these battles between championships no and the other thing is these these guys who've been around for a long time they have a big old fan base look at fernando alonso he's been in formula one of course yeah as longer than nearly is he the old is has he been in the longest or has kimi raikkonen been longest? i think raikkonen's still the longest serving I right think. and so look how many fans both of those both exactly. of those two are the two most loved drivers on that grid. And are you telling me that you want to get rid of those 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 drivers who pull the fans into every single race? You can't. No, you can't do. No. that. the one's gone next year anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <Yeah. laughs> they might both be gone. Well, next yeah, year. Be gone at this rate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of Kimmy, just as a complete <laughs> aside, did you see the video of um, his daughter that he posted this week? I did not. No. Um, you know they get given the like little mini Pirelli tire for the um, like fastest lap in qualifying, yeah, like, little Pirelli yeah. award things. The one he got in Italy, this is his award for the fastest lap in Formula One history, and it's just a video of his little daughter just rolling around the floor playing with it, <laughs> <laughs> which I very much enjoyed. Amazing, that's good. Was that on his Instagram by any chance? I think it probably was, yeah. We need more Kimmy Rags Instagram in corner. Instagram update. So. Yeah. <laughs> Kimmy be gramming. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is third car's not good. Yeah, we, in we, just need, we, we need We need more cars, just not necessarily from existing teams, basically. And the hard part is finding a way to make that viable to new teams, I suppose. I don't think that... No, I don't think you're even saying that. I think we're, we're saying what we always say, which is balance the prize money properly so that young teams can A, afford to join the sport and B, existing survive. teams can survive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's what needs to happen. That absolutely 100% needs to happen. If, if, if they can't fix this, this sport will die. And, and if that was the case, we'd have probably had a season or two of Giovinazzi by now. Um, we'd definitely have Russell and Ocon next year. We'd yeah. probably already have Markelov. Yeah. Um, Albon are probably next year as well. You know, and instead, I, like, there's nowhere for any of those people. Yeah, and and that's what's such a shame. Like, I get the frustration. Like, you know, I, who who really gives a shit about seeing Ericsson pootling around the track every every race? You know what I mean? There's yeah. So there's so many drivers. I can think of four off the top of my head, five, six off the top of my head, who deserve to be in Formula One more than Ericsson. And, I, and I'm, you know, it's harsh to say. But he's he's been around Formula One for years, and he's just been at the back the whole time. Yeah, and he's he's never going to get anywhere, is he? Like, I no, I can't see another team on the grid that would take him right now. No, it's sad. It's sad to say, but this is the pinnacle of motorsport, and I suppose I have named names now, and I won't name them <laughs> more. But it should it shouldn't be that someone can come into the sport with a heap of cash and. And again, it's symptomatic of the prize money not being distributed. They need these guys who bring a heap yeah. of cash, who just pootle around at the back just to keep the team afloat. And the teams are just there. That's so the team can survive. That's not even so the team can race. Hmm. There's a reason why they're at the back. It's because they don't have the car, obviously. 
But yeah, I'm getting frustrated talking about this <laughs> now. Yeah, but if they had the money to invest into the car, the car wouldn't be stuck at the back. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly it. But th- then these drivers are supposed to bring that money, aren't they? But no, like you say, that the drivers are bringing enough for the team to get by race to race. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. nothing more than that, so the team can still exist. And a lot of them have to hope and scrape through for. 10th and 9th places that moves them up the order slightly by getting that, you know, once every couple of race weekends or something, which is yeah. mm. like a bit of a ridiculous way to exist, in yeah. all honesty. And then you've okay. also got the problem that Williams have got now where you've got two young guys bringing money in and they're having to draft in someone who's not started a Grand Prix in a decade to test the new parts because the two young guys can't develop a car like a more experienced guy yeah. can. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to do something now. I'm going to ask you both a question. I'm going to, <laughs> oh, go, through, I'm going to go through a list and you're going to just give me one word answers if you'd care about seeing these drivers next year. <laughs> this, is, this is quite brutal. Yes or no. <laughs> this is going to be brutal. This is sad. We're going to do it very quickly as well. Okay. Okay. So, so I don't want to prolong the agony. I'm going to start from the bottom of the championship and I work, I'm going to work my way to the top. Sergey Sorokin. Yes. No. Brendan Hartley. No. No. Marcus Ericsson. No. no. Lance Stroll. No. no. Stoffel Van Dorn. Yes. Yes. Uh, Charles Leclerc. Yes. Yes. Uh, Roman Grosjean. Mm, tough. No. No. <laughs> uh, Pierre Gasly. Yes. yes. Carlos Sainz Jr. Yes. yes. Fernando Alonso. Yes. Yes, even though we won't be. <laughs> Esteban Ocon. Yes. Yes. Perez. Yes. Yes. Magnussen. Yes, given the season's performance and improvements. Reluctantly, yes. Okay, just scrapes through. Um, Hulkenberg. Yes. And then the rest, of, I think, I imagine will be the yeses. It's Ricardo Verstappen, Bottas, Raikkonen, Vettel. Hamilton. Yes, 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 yes. I'm yes, going to yes, throw yes. a no in there for Raikkonen, but I've made my feelings on Raikkonen clear. Okay, so <laughs> we've got an average there. Off the top of my head, we've got an average of five drivers who, that, that's like a, a quarter of the grid who yeah. you're not that bothered about seeing race next yeah. year. There we go. We've just found um, five seats for young drivers. And the majority yeah. of them are the pay drivers. Yeah. Realistically. So there you go. <laughs> that's hmm. my, that's that's my point proven. We might have to edit that bit down a bit. But <laughs> yeah. That's my point proven. Right? Should we should we move on? Because I feel like we could talk about this for hours. But yeah, should... I, do, I feel I feel like we've uh, we've wrung that one out now, haven't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, quickly going back to the Italian Grand Prix, um, where um, Roman Grosjean was disqualified. Um, Haas have actually gone ahead with their appeal. Um, a lot of the time, you see a team knee-jerk reaction says we're appealing that and then when they think about it they go mm, all right we'll go with it but they are going ahead um gunter steiner team principal said if they cannot cannot beat you on the track they try to beat you in court that is what seems to be happening you have to work hard to be envied we'd rather work hard for it and fight even more um which i can see the point he's making and it's respectable but also i don't think they've got a leg to stand on it's, no. It looks fairly clear that they done broke the rules, um, mm, and it's... have it, and being told they're breaking the rules, and they had a certain amount of time to fix it, and then not fixing it. I think that's yeah. where their <laughs> issues will come up is the fact that it had already been highlighted and 
they were told fix it by this day but be wary that other people can appeal you in the meantime so the quicker you fix it the better and then choosing basically to just carry on with it <laughs> as it was and risk being um like questioned on it so yeah i think that that is sort of the shut door on the yeah they're not gonna yeah they're not gonna get it overturned um like, it's, it's not like the first the, time we've. It wouldn't be the first time we have seen something overturned, obviously. True. But I think true. it's just too cut and dry from the lead up yeah. to it. it it's, and also, it's not very often you do see these things going. No, yes. it's rare. I do think they'll probably have the last laugh though, because even without those points, I imagine they're still going to finish ahead of Renault this season. They definitely mm. look the pick mm. in the midfield at the moment. Um. Yeah. Well, at the moment, Force India look the big yeah. midfield to me. Yeah, true. High speed circuits have done themselves good. Yeah, I don't think that can quite score enough points the rest of the season to catch them up. Unfortunately, no. Um, they, you know, they'd be on ninety-one points now. Yeah, yeah. Been Clearly, fourth place. I'm interested to see how they do do in this next section of races that on as high speed low down force yeah. is what the last couple have been where they've succeeded. So. Might struggle mm. this weekend. Mm, possibly. Yeah, I think they might. Mm. <laughs> in Fernando Alonso news, uh, he has done his first ever test in a uh, road course configuration IndyCar. Um, he had a day out at the uh, Barber Motorsports Park. Um, it was actually quite a nice day to test for him because it started off raining and then gradually dried and then by the end of the day he'd got a nice dry track on slick. So he actually got a little taste of everything and all the tyres. Um, and seemed to have a lovely time, like just <laughs> much like much like last time he was driving an IndyCar, just lots of photos of Fernando Alonso grinning, which you don't see much of in Formula One. Um, he's a man who likes to go fast, isn't he? He is, yeah, and he's not been able to do much of that recently. <laughs> um, I guess he does in WEC, but um, most notably, I think he was driving um, uh, Andretti run car, um, which is what he also did in the Indy 500 last year, um, and McLaren is still sort of have ties to Andretti with all this talk of them potentially en- entering IndyCar next season. Um, they've said they're expecting a decision on whether they are actually going to have an IndyCar campaign at some point this month. So I guess that's when we'll also find out if Alonso's doing IndyCar next year or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, the fact that they can't win in a Formula One car right now makes me wonder if they should be spreading themselves across well, another top tier series. I certainly don't think they'll be building their own Indy car. No, actually they'll they'll be they'll yeah. be running an Andretti car, won't they? They'll be delivering yeah. up another car of somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. They'll Plus, be an orange Andretti. Indy car is a spec series which helps a lot as well. Yeah. Yeah. Or close yeah. to a spec series. But yeah, we should find out later this month if that's going ahead or not. Um the this was interesting. This this kind of went under the radar a little bit when the 2019 calendar was announced. But um, the German and Japanese Grand Prix next season are both getting new title sponsors um, in the form of Mercedes and Honda. Um, and it's actually come out this week that basically over the German Grand Prix uh, this year, um, Chase Carey and Sean Bratches went for a meeting with Toto Wolf and basically convinced Mercedes that it was worth their while to. Um, fill the financial gap that the German Grand Prix has got to save the race for next year, basically. There wasn't going to be a German Grand Prix in 2019 until Mercedes agreed to become title sponsors and pay the pay what was missing. Um, they basically said they're going to do it next year and see what happens after that. Um, mm. 
but it is interesting to have to be going to the Mercedes German Grand Prix when they are competing in the German Grand Prix. Yeah, there's something funny about that, isn't there? Yeah, I did see someone suggest um, it'll be funny if they decide the trophy should be a Mercedes logo and then Vettel goes and wins it and he'll have to stand on the podium <laughs> holding up a Mercedes logo. Yeah. Is it not only uh, the same as going to the Red Bull ring, though, for Austria? Or I suppose it is, yeah. I guess it but is. That's yeah. the not... track, though. The track is named the Red Bull ring. It's yeah. not the titles, but I it's guess. not the Red Bull. Yeah. Um, Austrian Grand, Grand Prix. Prix. Austria, yeah. is it? Yeah, no. It's an interesting one, though. Um, and, you know, I guess good for Mercedes to be supporting motorsport in the country they're from. <laughs> Considering that that Grand Prix this year was absolutely full of Dutch and <laughs> there weren't many yeah. Germans around, I think. That, <laughs> yeah. I think that it'd be interesting to see how a Mercedes sponsorship goes down <laughs> next year. <laughs> I, I do um, wonder, like, what Mercedes as a brand can bring to a... Uh, on a sponsorship level to uh, to a, to attract other than cars. Yeah, like I saw rep- them mention the, the, something about doing like demo runs of various Mercedes cars, but yeah, yeah. I, like, I yeah beyond s- that, there's already I- a lot of Mercedes involvement with Hockenheim anyway, though, because they've got the Mercedes Center inside the circuit. It's not that far from Stuttgart, which is like Mercedes's home. So logically, I guess it does make sense for them to have the links there, and I imagine that. You know, there'll be a lot of the um, like F1 experience type stuff where you get to go around in the Mercedes GTR or the God, what else is this? There's a McLaren, I think it's a P1, and then something is, yeah. else. Oh, you mean the, the hot lap? Yeah, the hot lap yeah. experience things. I just imagine that they'll bring a little bit extra Mercedes yeah, I mean, stuff to that. The, but the hot laps are just for the the celebs and stuff aren't they or the, or the rich sponsors you can, and stuff you can, pay, like you the... can pay. no you can pay to do them yeah. it costs you? thousands and thousands of euros yeah. but yeah. you can pay to yeah. do them so yeah I can't imagine like many punters are going to be rocking up at Hockenheim queuing up and paying a few grand to do a quick lap with Hamilton around the track um uh, for me, Mercedes as a brand, Mercedes aren't that exciting, are they? Let's be honest. Like they, they make cars, they make silver cars, Mercedes, and they That's don't make the, that many very exciting cars either. No, they have like got, a, a handful. Yeah, the AMG GT, but that's technically an AMG. Um, <laughs> but I suppose it's advanced Mercedes car game. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what AMG. I don't know what, what does AMG automotive. It does What does AMG advanced stand for? Mercedes car game? I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, that. Sure. I'm just, I'm just t- talking rubbish, but. Um, <laughs> Like if when you compare them, if like say like Red Bull do obviously Red Bull do stuff at the uh, at the Red Bull Ring, um, and Red Bull are a really fun kind of brand because they've got like uh, you know, I was recently at Hangar Seven in in Austria myself, and it's literally a I was like a kid in a sweet shop. It's like <laughs> a museum full. There must be 20, 20 Formula One cars just in that hangar alone, in the first hangar alone, as well as all the kind of aircraft. And for, for you know, for guys like us, it is like a total playground. And that's interesting because it's you've got lots of different stuff there. There's all this heritage. Whereas Mercedes, I feel like. They, they're not that. There's just. Oh, not you need you need to go to, to the museum in Stuttgart then. It's like maybe, it's like eight, eight floors of like just history of motor vehicles on all that, levels and aeroplanes and 
all sorts mm. of stuff. There's there's so okay. much in there, like eight floors worth. Granted, there's not as many there's not as many F1 cars as what's in Hangar Seven, I'd say. But there's a good number of F1 cars. There's DTM cars. There's like there's a yeah. there's a um, a winning McLaren from Hakkinen's years. You know, there's there's one of the original engines that powered a Hakkinen win, like that you can see. There's a Hakkinen car that's been kind of almost exploded okay. out with all the bodywork, and you can see all the internals and how it all fits together. Like there is a lot there. Um, granted, it's maybe not that accessible because it's in Stuttgart. It's not a place many people go <laughs> no. for a yeah for a weekend or anything, but it's it is still something i think that so i guess we'll ship half that museum to hockenheim then there might be something yeah well yeah, that's yeah. it and I, to be fair i don't know what's in the mercedes center at hockenheim because while i've been there i've never had a chance to go in it but i have had a chance when i've been in stuttgart to do the mercedes museum and i'd happily go back again tomorrow like because just because there's so much just sitting or like original gull wings and stuff like it's there is a lot nice. there in terms of just so the general for, motor for the in person yeah, for the car enthusiast, there's probably quite a yeah, lot. Definitely. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll 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 see what they bring to the yeah. party, I guess, won't we? Um, just on the those uh, hot laps, uh, you can indeed buy yourself a hot lap. Um, a <laughs> single lap of Suzuka in your choice of Mercedes AMG GTR, Aston Martin Vantage, or McLaren 720S. That's the one. Uh, plus a photo and video footage of your ride. All importantly, eleven thousand six hundred thirty-five pounds. For a lap, oddly specific price there as yeah. well. Like, why the I do five? W- it? I do wonder. The price actually changes depending on the circuit, so I wonder it's if the circuits cost more. Yeah, it's yeah, a it mileage thing. You want one around like I don't know. What's the shortest circuit? Probably the Austria. Austria. <laughs> yeah, Red Bull Ring. Austria would be a bargain, yeah. <laughs> and it'd be pretty fun. <laughs> I imagine in one of those cars. Slow news leak this week, isn't it? All right. (laughs) Abu Dhabi, 12,000. What? It is a long lap, I guess. Long lap, I guess. Um, Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, As we've sort of already alluded to, uh, Toro Rosso have completely ruled out uh, Ocon driving for them next season. Um, Basically, Toro Rosso and McLaren both said that the fact that he's got all these close ties to Mercedes counts against him when potentially driving for a non-Mercedes team, which completely makes sense. Um, it also is now looking like he's out of the running at Williams as well, who are supposedly looking at uh, bringing Mark Love up from F2. Hmm. Um, so we're just barreling towards not having Ocon on the grid next season at this point. Um, I, could be, I just don't know where... I could be wrong, but is Mark Love not tied to Renault? Um, I think he used to be. I'm not sure if he still is. No, he is. He wears Renault overalls. On. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Things like that just baffle me. Like teams say, no, he's too closely tied to this team, so we won't have him. But then that same uh, a team using that manufacturer's engines is going to go with another manufacturer's drivers. I think I odd. I think the problem is, like, if Mark Love went to Williams, Renault would say, okay, it's been nice off you go whereas wherever Ocon goes next season Ocon very much is remaining a Mercedes driver because yeah. they still see him as their future so they need to find someone who's going to put him in their car but then give him back as soon as Toto comes knocking basically um, 
it's it's a really tricky one. But again, we're back to the fact that drivers who should have seats aren't necessarily getting them. Yeah. Um, and then the final weird Kimi Raikkonen rumor, because there seems to be a new one every yes. week, is that he, as well as potentially driving for Sauber in the next season or two, he's also going to become part owner of the team um, <laughs> with a view to him when he retires from driving, moving into a sort of management role there. Yeah, all right. Um, it, could be, it could be Formula One's first driver-manager. That would be interesting. Mm, oh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I think a large part of that rumour comes from the fact that he doesn't live too far away from the Sauber factory. I think that's quite a large part of it, but there <laughs> do, we go. Do, does a large part of that rumour come from an unreliable source on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Some bloke on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's still... I don't know what a Ferrari going to do. Like, there's, it seems like there's a bit of a war going on inside Ferrari as to who they put in that second seat next year. Yeah, it seems to be the people who are loyal to um, what Sergio Marchioni wanted to do, and the people who like having Kimi around, basically. Third car. Um, <laughs> have a both. Third car. Yeah, oh, there we go. Don't, We've solved don't, it. don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell Chase. <laughs> Have a word. <laughs> okay, I guess we should look ahead to Singapore and do some predictions. Um, so do one of you guys want to guide us through predictions? I can take us through it if you this like. This is Stu's remake. Please do, yeah. it's, it's my thing. It's my thing. Stu's department. So let's talk predictions. Um, obviously, it's the Singapore Grand Prix coming up. Um, last year, we saw the huge accident on... Turn not even lap one, turn one. Yep. It wasn't Between, even turn one, it was like no, it was like off the line. Three car lengths down the road. Yeah, yeah. If you want to see it, check out the Facebook page because we posted the video about it. Um Yeah. Uh shall we get started? Fastest in Q three before penalties. Tom. Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel, okay. Uh Chris. Hmm. So obviously we, we're street circuit now, so you kind of bring in the Red Bull effect. But Red Bull, well, Red Bull's drivers have supposedly said they're not as confident of being competitive um, this weekend mm. as they were in Monaco, and they're still saying like if they're within three or four tenths of Ferrari, they'll be happy. So that being said, probably Vettel, I think, yeah. Vettel, yeah. okay. I'm going to rock the I'd boat. I'd love then, to bring I'm the Red Bull say. guys into play, but I just don't think. I think Ferrari have made some big gains over the last few weeks, haven't they? And it does kind of shut the door to Red Bull yeah, a little bit, I have. think. But I wonder if them, that Dem gains will go anywhere now they've been told to take that bag off their head, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Ricardo. Interesting. For- for poll uh chris who's gonna win who's gonna win isn't that the question (laughs) um i'm just trying to look for like similar tracks (laughs) i can tell you earlier in the season last year obviously lewis won it lewis yes but only because which lewis three of the people ahead of him (laughs) got wiped out (laughs) yeah yeah i'm gonna say vettel i think he's actually gonna manage to win something he should win this time as, a lot of faith. As risky as it is agreeing with Chris this season, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to say the same thing because it's the kind That's of race well. where you get a lights to flag sort of win. Um, so, yeah. 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 Uh, if that's the case, then I'm going to have to say Ricardo. 
<laughs> Back to a corner there. You, know you either what? agree with me and say that, or you disagree with me and say someone else. The, well, the reason I say it is because last year he, uh, sorry, this year he, uh, at Monaco he won with a car that was on its last legs through the entire yeah. race. Yeah. So he got himself. I think Singapore probably is a little bit easier to overtake. Yeah, definitely. there's definitely um, some wider stretches, isn't there? Monaco. But yeah, yeah, it's not kind of much worse. There's not many of them. <clears throat> yeah. Um, first DNF. I already know what mine is. It's Grosjean. Interesting. Mm. Because he, the reason I say it is just because he's up and down really badly at the minute, and he had quite a high last race, so it means he's gonna bin it on the first corner of this race. Now you're using my type of logic. I like this. Mm. Well, you're catching me up in the standings. So, uh, <laughs> Counting you by using my logic. It's your turn to go, Tom. Um, ooh. I'm going to go with a little bit of a pinch in the midfield. So let's say... Grosjean. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> let's say Sainz. Science and Chris. I'm gonna go for one of the Williams boys. Who should we go for? Let's go Sirotkin. Sirotkin. Uh, and then number of finishers, Chris. You can go first this time. Let's see. So la- mm, wow, twelve last year. Yeah, twelve finishers. Four last year. were wiped <laughs> out before turn one, though. True. Um, <laughs> we have. <laughs> Four retirements the year before, five the year before that. Let's go with... Last year was the year Marcus Ericsson just drove straight into a wall, wasn't it, during the race? <laughs> I think it was, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just trying to recap in my head who retired and how, and that yeah. just stuck out for some reason. <laughs> oh, yeah, and Jolly and Palmer got sixth place out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. See, anything can happen at the Singapore Grand Prix. Yeah. I'm going to go... I'm going low, I think. I'm going to go... 15. Damn you. <laughs> I, was I nearly 15. went to 14, but that seems a bit too extreme. I'm going to go 14. Oh, Ooh. you. If it's 14 now, I'm going to be the, livid. The, the devil I am. Uh, Tom, what's yours? I think, given no huge incident in turn one, we'll say 16. 16, the magic number. Mm. I will, <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you get six, if, if you're correct, I will be kicking myself because that is the magic number. <laughs> that is your usual <laughs> guess, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and then we need a random driver plus. A random driver is Nico Hulkenberg. The Hulk. Uh, oh, that's a that's a tough one, actually, isn't it? It is for it them at the minute. They're a little is. sort of up and down, aren't they? To a degree. Yeah. Well, they're definitely slower than the Haas. They're probably around about what six. Seven, Probably about tenth or eleventh, aren't they? Well, yeah, I don't know. I sort of thought that a couple of weekends ago, and I got proven wrong, and they got points. So, yeah, I mean, Hulkenberg's last few results are thirteen, retire twelve, then fifth and sixth, then yeah. retirement. So average about eleven. <laughs> I'm going to go eleven. Okay, I'm going to go eleven. I'll allow you to do that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I will say points in ninth. Ninth, okay. Mm. And Chris, I'm gonna go even more points what? in eighth. Eighth, 
Okay. That's not as crazy as I thought you were going to say. That's everyone. <laughs> In <are> second. Some... <laughs> yeah, I, f- I, think that, I think there's some solid predictions there. There's some points on the board there, boys. Definitely. <laughs> Bloody hope so. It better yeah, be after the last few, few weeks. A few miserable weeks, yeah, but there's <laughs> definitely points on that one. Um, okay, Good so you, you can submit your predictions at bagtherid.com. There's a prize every week for anybody who gets a clean sweep, as well as a prize for the season champion. And I will throw back to Chris. Yes, there certainly is. Uh, I think that probably does us this week. Um, so as always, uh, please throw us some likes and shares and subscribes and all that business wherever you are. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, um, just head to Twitter. We're at Back of the Grid F1. Uh, on Facebook, we are Back of the Grid. Just search for us. Instagram at Back of the Grid and our website where you can enter the predictions league is backofthegrid.com. Uh, we will speak to you again after the Singapore Singer Grow. Yes, try that again. Try that one we again. will sp- you're gonna leave this tonight in no time. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we will speak to you again after the Singapore Grand Prix. Uh, but until then, goodbye everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Oops. Oh well, I'll, I'll fix that afterwards. <laughs> that was oh, sudden. Yeah, you've got to leave that in as well, mate. <laughs> I'll fix that afterwards. I'll press I'll press the stop button. Yeah, whatever, fade it out. <laughs>